everybody. I'm so excited to share my podcast interview with my friend, Gwen Daniels-Nolan. I'm especially excited about this podcast because Gwen is a fellow Notre Dame Academy alum where I went to high school. She's one of my sister Tara's best friends, and she is making a huge positive impact on our environment every single day. Gwen founded Mother Compost in 2018 with the goal of making composting simple and easy for our fellow Philadelphia mainline residents. So for those of you not familiar with what composting is, it is the next evolution of recycling. When you compost, you sort out organic materials such as food, yard, household waste at home that can be turned into a nutrient-rich fertilizer. So Gwen, being a mother to three kids herself, was frequently frustrated by the amount of food waste her household created and recognized that her pile in the backyard couldn't handle it all. In addition, she knew many people would love to compost but were short on the time, space, or energy needed to turn their food scraps into fertilizer. So Gwen started the company by asking 10 friends to convert to composting and let her test the idea of a collection service. After a month and overwhelmingly positive feedback, Mother Compost officially opened their doors and began building their composting community. Now in their third year of operation, Mother Compost has over 500 subscribers and has rescued roughly 450,000 pounds of organic materials from the landfill. They partner with a team at Kitchen Harvest Inc. who processes all material, materials at Linvilla Orchards in Media PA and helps us keep these vital nutrients in our neighborhood. So an example of how it works, my sister Tara and her husband Jeff and their three little ones, Kate Quinn and Reese, are subscribers to Mother Compost. So every two weeks they leave their composting bucket by the end of their driveway where Gwen and her team pick it up and take it to Linvilla Orchards in Media PA. Then, in April and May, Gwen and her team return nutrient-rich fertilizer to Tara, which she's able to use in her backyard. Tara and Jeff have been composting since the very beginning, and they absolutely love it. So Gwen will go more into detail on the composting process during our interview. I hope you guys enjoy my conversation with Gwen as much as I did. So welcome, Gwen, to the podcast. So excited to have you here. And just so the listeners know how we're connected, you and my older sister, Tara, are best friends from high school, both in the same grade at Notre Dame Academy. And we were just talking about before, but I've had a handful of Notre Dame alumni on the podcast. So Marty Gillen, September Rainier Vada, Rosemary Connors, uh, Christine Condra of Cornerstone, Maureen Duran of Skirt, and Kelly Croce George. And now we're adding you. So I'm really excited. Um, well, that is a lustrous company, so hopefully <laughs> I hold up my end. And just so the listeners know, this is also our very first interview, and I couldn't be more excited to feature you and what you are building. Not only is it incredibly creative and impressive, but environmentally, you're making such a huge impact. And Tara has spoken so highly about Mother Compost, so I'm so excited to learn more. But before we dive into Mother Compost, can you tell the listeners a little bit of background on your life before you launched the company? where you grew up, went to school, and maybe about your husband and your kids, too. Absolutely. Well, again, as I said earlier, thank you so much, Steph, for having me. Yeah. Excited to talk today. Um, so I'm Gwen Nolan. I grew up in this area in the western suburbs of Philadelphia. I went to actually all-girls education, all the K through 12. Oh, so wow. I went to Villa Maria Academy um, through eighth grade and then went to Notre Dame for high school, mm-hmm. which... I'm, I'm realizing as I get older, explains quite a few things about me and my personality. Yeah. Uh, And then I went on to Penn State, Maine, where I studied um, 
actually bounced around majors a little bit, uh, journalism, um, ended up in PR and minored in Spanish, um, and then graduated there and went on to New York to work in PR um, for a few years. And then I transitioned to recruiting for financial services firms in the city. I met my husband there, although he is actually from Philadelphia. He's from Mount Airy. Nice. Um, And uh, we met, we got married while we lived in New York, and then we moved home in 2011. Okay. Um, And I went to work in client service in a financial services firm in Newtown Square. And I've been there really for the past almost 10 years up till this spring when when Corona hit. Okay. Um, so I was doing uh, my last in my last role. I was the director of advisory services. So I ran a couple teams there that helped support the advisors and their practices. Okay. Um, and then started Mother Compost with their you know was very transparent and had their full blessing. Um, and started that in twenty late twenty eighteen and was doing both for a few years again okay. until. Until COVID. Until which COVID. Sure. <laughs> Everyone's got one of those stories. So. Exactly. And also, you guys had three kids, right? In between all that from 2011 to yes. now. <laughs> yes. The mother is not just a clever brand name. I have three children. My oldest is eight, uh, my daughter is five, and my youngest son is two and a half. So. Okay. So, at what point did you think about um, the idea for Mother Compost? Was it a lightning bolt moment, or did, you, did it sort of evolve over time? You know, it was both. So I had that lightning bolt moment when I realized um, that I wanted to compost and that I was terrible at actually composting in my yard. And I went to kind of find a service and I, I, my Google search did not come up with anything in our area. Um, I found out later there was a service and I now partner with them, which is amazing. Um, but at the moment I remember writing it on a post-it note and coming downstairs and saying to my husband, Mike, we we got to start a a composting company. And he was like, we barely compost. What are like, literally, what are you talking about? Um, but I had a history of coming up with some pretty kooky ideas um, and writing them on post-it notes and thinking I had something. Um, again, maternity golf wear was probably my worst idea that I took <laughs> as far as I could, but a uh, very small addressable market there. Okay. Um, so it still hasn't been done, but there's a reason. Right. Um, so, but then really the moment I recognized that it was something bigger than that was that I kept coming back the idea. Okay. So it wasn't something I wrote on a post-it note and never thought of again. I thought about it daily, weekly. Um, you know, even if I actually went back, like when I was doing the books in 2019, I saw that I started, I designed the logo. I bought the domain name. I did all of these things before I had even committed in my brain that I was going to do this, but I was kind of like, well, just in case, just, you know, so it was clear that the idea had me, um, okay. and was not letting go, but, um, so but when, I, did, I did get pregnant when I, between when I had the idea and when I actually launched, Okay, so that, <laughs> that kind of slowed me down a little bit. Got um, it. So but, when exactly did you launch in 2018? So I launched in, I like officially mother compost, the company started in September of 2018. Okay. Um, and I reached out to a bunch of friends probably in October and said, listen, I need you guys to be a focus group for me. I reached out to 10, 10 women and men who I knew in the area and said, I need you to compost for a month. 
I'm going to drop off everything you need. I'm going to pick up every day, like once a week this day. I, I just need you to put it outside. I will send you reminders. And then I need you at the end to fill out a survey, like, and let me know what you think about this idea. Cause okay. I just, I need your ideas. Your sister tower was one of those people. Okay. Um, but it was, it helped me get a, get a feel for, um, both how much people would compost, um, how like the weight of the containers, what kind of vehicle I would need. Just, it just gave me some real practical knowledge and like, am I going to enjoy it before I invest more time, effort and energy into this idea? Can I do it? You know, am I in my up for this? Um, and I did, and it went, it went really well. I got really positive feedback and 80% of the people signed up. Um, so we got our first official sign up in December of 2018. So it was, you know, really the fourth quarter of 2018 was when we started. Got it. Um, and then it's just really kind of rolled on from there. Um, Um, and I would love to talk about how you sort of balance in the beginning, um, having your full-time job and also launching the company. But before we do that, can we back up a little bit? And for anyone not familiar with composting, um, can you give us a full background on what it is and why it's so important to um, the environment? Totally. Yes. And I, I could talk about that for the rest of the podcast. Right. So right. Need to just stop <laughs> um, yeah. So composting is really the recycling of our food scraps and organic matter. Um, so taking the things that we, you know, the end of the broccoli stalk that we chop up in the kitchen and putting it in a pile. Um, so that material has nitrogen in it. It's nitrogen rich. And then combining it with carbon materials, adding water and air, and then it turns into a nutrient dense fertilizer called compost. Okay. So, the act of what composting is, is the act of facilitating that process. So everything from putting your scraps into a pile to turning the pile to making sure it has has water to, um, you know, letting it sit for a little so that it can break down, but it's facilitating that chemical reaction that naturally occurs in nature. You know, Mm -hmm. when an apple falls from a tree, it falls in the ground, it mixes with the leaves and the dirt on the ground and it, those nutrients return back to the soil and that's what composting does. So it's important because it's hugely beneficial to our soil, which is, you know, healthy soil creates healthy plants, which creates healthy people. So Mm -hmm. it's important for our food systems that we start paying more attention to the health of our soil. Um, And then the second part is, and a lot of people don't know this is that when you send food scraps and organic material to a landfill, um, they can't break down properly. So the way that we process trash in this country is that it goes into a landfill okay. and then they, they seal it with a plastic layer and dirt, which makes sense to keep odor and pests right. from getting in there. So like they seal it every day and they're making like trash lasagna. Um, which again is, is a great way to keep the trash in the hole and the pests out, but it deprives all these organic materials of oxygen. So they cannot break down and biodegrade naturally. So then they end up releasing methane gas, which is roughly 20 to 30% more potent than carbon dioxide. Um, so it's, and, um, Food waste is roughly, I think it's 22%, 20 to 30% of what's in a landfill. It's 22%. But it's the largest single group that we send to landfills, like the largest one type of thing 
that we in the U.S. send to our landfills is food waste. So if if we could take all of that and compost it, it would reduce the amount we're sending to landfills, which is increasingly an issue because we all know how much trash we create every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, The average person in the U.S. is 4.4 pounds a day. That's wild. Yeah. So we're all responsible for like a ton a year, including our children. Um, And if we could just redirect that, it would help reduce the amount of methane coming out of landfills. Um, It would help create a reusable product in the form of compost, which can augment our soil, which can help us draw down carbon, which can solve other issues. So to me, it's, it's recycling 2.0 and it has to go like composting is the basic thing that we, I know having a third container in your kitchen can be annoying, but like we've got to make this one go. Yeah. Uh, So I am super passionate about composting. Yeah. No, that was super. uh, And I know Gwen, you have on your website, which I was looking over before all the benefits that you outline. So I can share that as show notes too, because there really are so many benefits, you know, everything you just listed too. Um, of composting, but question for you too. So how does it exactly work? Like if my sister Tara, she and her husband live in Wayne with their three kids. So she subscribes on the website and then what are the next steps sort of how it all works? Right. So, so our, our program is a subscription program where our members sign up, we deliver a container, which is a five gallon kind of bucket. Um, and we give them a pickup day. We pick up Every other week, we get them. They have a portal where they can kind of see all this information. Okay. Um, and then we come, we pick up the container, we clean the containers, um, and then we take all the materials to Linville Orchards, which is in Media. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they have a commercially zoned portion of the farm uh, for composting. And that's run by a company who we partner with called Kitchen Harvest. Okay. Um, so they turn all of the food scraps and, and, organic material into compost and then we offer back two 30 pound bags so 60 pounds of compost to all of our subscribers in the spring if they want it okay so you can essentially compost redirect your organic waste get compost back in the spring so you can you know add it to your raised beds or your veggie garden um see the complete circle without having to do any of the work yeah that's Uh, so cool because yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm super passionate about composting. I think it's important. If you can do it in your backyard, amazing, because right. that's, like, the, the least waste way, right? That's walking out to your backyard. But if you can't, for and there's a lot of reasons why it might not work for you, I think, you know, it has to be, I think in order to get as many people as possible composting, we mm-hmm. have to have ways that make it super simple and super easy for people right. to do it. right. Um, and I was asking Tara too, I was like, does it smell? Cause Tara's a clean freak. And she was like, no, it has this, I guess you have something in there, right? That prevents it from having an odor in your kitchen. Yeah. It's a charcoal filter. So, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't smell any more than like your scraps sitting on your countertop. And right. again, we recommend you take that out every day or two. I think okay. if you leave it in there for a week, things are, might get weird. Right. Um, but yeah, it really doesn't smell. Um, Amazing. And then, yeah, it's cool. And then right now you're focused on what areas are you focused on? So right now our kind of geographic area is the town along Lancaster Avenue from city Ave, um, 
um, so out where like Lankanel Hospital is, out to right. about like the Berwyn train station. Okay. Um, but we're we're doing we're we're kind of deep along that. So we're in Drexel Hill, Havertown, Ardmore, Wynwood, all the way out to Ballackinwood. So like from seventy six out to about the Springfield Mall almost. Okay. Um, and then you know, kind of along that way. So, and how many subscribers do you guys have now after two, two full years? So we checked today cause we're actually curious. We're actually at 393 today. So, so amazing. That's excited. awesome. Glenn. Thanks. Yeah. We're, we're pumped. <laughs> That's we are really like cool. Um, across the 400 and, and you know, a couple days, which yeah. will be exciting. And so I'm, I'm curious too, how does, Philadelphia do as a whole with composting. So you kind of handle like, you know, the main line a little beyond area, but how does you know, the city do and like Fox County, are there other businesses similar to yours? So there are, and actually it's fascinating. There are a bunch of services like this cropping up all over the country, really. Um, because there's this need, this need for composting to go. Um, so it's like a growing kind of cottage industry, I would say of, small mom and pop composters. Um, but it's awesome. The community in Philadelphia is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, so the bigger, the two bigger companies in in Philly proper are Bennett compost and circle compost. Fantastic companies. Um, uh, back to earth compost crew operates out of Plymouth meeting. We cross, uh, areas like around Berwyn, Newtown square a little bit. And then she handles, um, King of Prussia, Plymouth Meeting, um, around that, that area. Um, Kona Compost is out in part of Bucks County, Heather, um, and then a new operator just opened out in Westchester called Wastewell. Jim runs that. So the cool thing is it's all a lot of ladies. Um, Bennett, Bennett has, it's, uh, Bennett's, Tim Bennett is, not a lady, um, but his partner Jen is, and okay. then uh, circles that run by husband and wife team. But Got it. Um, Very it's a great cool. group, and we have we have uh, I had a good rapport with all of them, and they're great. It's it's a supportive community. When you're like, hey, yeah. this is happening. Any advice? Right. Um, people are willing to give you their advice, and it's coming from a background in financial services where people literally. Or like I would, I am not going to share any information with you about right. anything I figured out. Um, it's been like amazing from my perspective. Yeah. Like so, Tim actually, Tim Bennett. Like I reached out to him when I was thinking about getting started, and he took an hour. We had coffee, and he just was like, "This is what it is." Like I don't know that I know. I've been doing this for eight years at that point. He's like, I don't know that I've figured anything out yeah. that you couldn't figure out too. Like, so, um, it's, awesome. so it's a really, it's a cool, it's, it's fun to be a part of. Yeah. It really is. And one more question too, Gwen, I had about subscribing. So how much does it cost to, to, to have this service? Yeah. So our service is $18 a month for That's one container. Yeah, and uh, 205 for the year. Okay. Um, and again, that includes like a clean. So basically, you put it out, we'll clean it, put it back, and you're like, cool. Like, don't you wish your trash people did that? Right, um, right. <laughs> and then if you if you move on, if you have like a bigger family and you need more than one container, which which does happen, mm-hmm. um, it's an extra two dollars per container, which okay. truly just covers like what we have to pay to 
to the farm to process it. Right, right, right. Um, um, so it's it's we think it's pretty affordable for yeah. people. Um, it's such a small act, as like your website says, you're doing you know such a small thing, but it has such a big impact, which I think yeah. is really cool. Um, and then, so backing up a little bit. Okay. So you launched in, you know, late 2018, but you were also working full-time. So how did you balance your full-time job and then launching this company? Because I think Tyra told me you were the one driving around, right? Picking up all the buckets in the beginning. Yeah. So how did that all work? Um, I don't know that balance would be the word I would, I would say describes the early years. Mm Um, I was just working all the time and that, it was okay. You know, I was really on fire for this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't feel that hard. Looking back, I realized how in- insane it was. Um, but it didn't feel that way at the time. You know, it right. was just what had to be done. And um, I didn't mind it. I did them super early in the morning so that I would, you know, finish, come back, shower up, get my kids fed and figure it out and then head to work. And, and, and how many subscribers did you have in the, in like the beginning, like six months, I guess, or so? Um, I got to about a hundred by September of 2019. Wow. So, so it was, it was sort of like doubling every month. Okay. It felt like. Very cool. And then that, that slowed down over time. You know what right. I mean? Like it. Right, right, right. But, um, so but, did you encounter any naysayers when you launched Mother Compost? I mean, I did, but it was more, it was always that surface level naysaying because people, you know, they're like, composting is gross. Like, why would you want to do that? That's right. crazy. Um, but normally once I started talking about it, mm-hmm. um, people were like, you know what? You should do it. Right. Like, I could usually talk them around. Um, and I'll say like no one who was important to me, who was critical, like my husband, my wonderful friends or family were were naysayers. I mean, they were like, that sounds like a lot. Please be careful. Right. (laughs) Um, but not like, we don't think you can do it. Right. Um, so that's awesome. So you had support of family and friends. Yeah. At the end of the day, no one, no one who, who had a say was said that, um, and it, listen, it was something that didn't cost me much to start and what's the harm? I, right. you know, I said to my dad, I was like, I'm like going to go get my MBA instead of sitting in a classroom. We'll start this company and we'll see, you know, we'll see where we end up. Yeah. I love it. Now, did you learn anything from your corporate job that sort of helped you build this company? Like any skills that you've brought, brought over? Definitely. I mean, it's funny because I, sometimes you wish, like, I wish I did it when I was younger and that you always like wish for different things, mm-hmm. but um, but I'm, sh- I know that a lot of my problem solving skills, my ability to like deal with a crisis mm-hmm. came from like my work, especially managing people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so grateful right now that I had time to manage people in a more controlled environment so mm-hmm. that I can see just some of the missteps before I make them okay. now. Like I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta tighten that up because I know that that can become a problem down the road if you don't. Um, so there's, you know, I think you learn things from every experience. Listen, yeah. being a mom probably makes me, uh, I'm like a good multitasker. Right. Being a mom makes me have to think like eight steps ahead of time. And that's critical and everything. Yeah. Um, I love it. So 
Yeah. So I think, I think all experiences help, but definitely a lot of my past experiences certainly helps inform my leadership today. Definitely. Um, and then one common theme I've always discussed in a lot of my interviews is the meaning of the word grit. So I don't know if you've read Angela Duckworth's book, the grit, the power of passion and perseverance. Um, but there's a lot of great quotes in it. And one of the quotes is to be gritty is to keep putting one foot in front of the other, to be gritty is to hold fast to an interesting and purposeful goal. To be gritty is to invest day after week after year in challenging practice. To be gritty is to fall down seven times and rise eight. So what does the word grit mean to you and how do you use grit when building Mother Compost? Um, I mean, I, I don't think I can define it better better than Angela Duckworth because mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful. But um, that is what grit means to me. It's just right. you just got to stay in there. You can't give up just because it got hard or, or things are different than you thought they were going to be or you know now two years into what is it's a very challenging industry because it's I'm in a waste management industry and it's, right. it's a hard job like lifting those things that container full of food scraps is almost 40 pounds wow um so we're sometimes tipping 3,000 pounds of scraps right on this farm in a truck early in the morning you know yeah <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> um so you know, I think it's just, you got to keep going. If it, if this is really what you want to do, then you got to, you got to do it. And if you, if you want things to change, then you have to change them yourself. Right. You know, don't bemoan like, Oh, I'm in a hard business. Every business is hard. Right. Um, you know, every business has its challenges and you just have to face your own unique ones. So, um, I just, I keep going and putting one foot in front of the other. I, Honestly, I think the biggest naysayer, if you ask, it's yourself. You know, you get past this, like, you get past the honeymoon period of anything, and you're like, oh, man, I don't know. Um, And you just kind of got to, like, turn that, change channel and be like, I'm just going to keep going until, like, the universe or God or something tells me, like, no, no, legit, stop. Like, this is this is no good for yeah. you or, or the world anymore. Yeah. Um, I like that. I, I agree. I do think sometimes like your own inner thoughts, um, are your biggest obstacle and to sort of, you know, there, it's this noise and to keep going. I love that. Answer. Totally. Totally. Awesome. I have to also, cause he deserves it. My husband who dropped four containers on his way to a golf round today. <laughs> so I could do this interview. Um, there have been moments where I have been low and yeah. I have kind of looked at him like, I don't, should I be doing this? And, and a part of me, honestly, Steph wanted him to say like, just stop. Like, it's okay. You right. tried, you know? Right. And he never did. He was like, you got this. Just a bad day. And yeah. even when, even when I like my, my like secret heart of hearts was like, just give me permission to quit. This is too hard. Right. Like, and he has always been like, no, no, you can do this. I, like, and that's, you're like, all right, I guess you think I can do it. Like, yeah. That's awesome. So. Um, so, okay. So here we are in COVID-19 about eight, I guess almost nine months now into the pandemic. Um, so when it hit in March, 2020, how did it affect your business? I mean, everything just shut down. It was so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think more of the question for me from other compost was like, should we be operating right now? You know, at that point didn't know about like how things were transmitted, surface contamination, you know, you're, it was all up in the air. No one was really sure. Um, so, and it was hard to be a small company because 
the big waste management companies and townships were trying to figure it out too. Um, and you didn't know what the right thing to do was. Right. Um, but I had, you know, I had one employee, um, who was counting on me. Her other positions were in service industries. Um, and I reached out to the community and they were all like, we're essential. We've been told by Philadelphia, like we're, we're waste removal and that's, Mm -hmm. that's happening. So we are okay to operate. And then we just, once I established that premise, um, you know, me and, and the team, sat down Tiffany who's been with me now since November of 2019 okay. the greatest um you know okay so what do we have to do to minimize if it is transmitted that way how do we operate so that we can ensure that we're not putting ourselves or any of our right. subscribers at risk right right um and then if people weren't comfortable we pro- we froze their subscriptions we gave refunds you know did whatever to make sure that that, that they were taken care of the way they needed to be taken care of through this whole thing. Okay. And then how many employees? You have two employees now, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, two employees. So did the three of you go and pick up all the, um, the buckets? How does that work? I'm so curious of how it all, how it all happens. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, so yes, we rotate, we each have, we have days, but we rotate based on, you know, whose schedule allows for what, um, so we we tip we turn all the materials into contained larger trash containers in our pickup truck, which okay. we secure with ratchet straps. Got it. And then we haul it into the farm and then dump it out there. Okay. So you know, as the company's growing and we're hauling more and more weight, we're exploring all the different options that we have in order to make sure that we're being safe and we're protecting our drivers. Right. Um, so that's kind of part of our 2021 planning that we're doing right now, just to figure out, is there a better way and what would that look like and how does that change anything and how do we, how do we plan for it? Um, so yeah, but that's kind of how we do it now. We have a schedule and, and we all like pitch in and get it done. And I love it. yeah, and it's pretty fun. What hours do you guys pick up? Is it any time throughout the day or is it? So it depends on the driver. Every, everyone tends to start pretty early, but okay. I tend to, like, if I'm driving, I do super early okay. um, because I just need to be home usually um, for the kids. Right. Um, and then we, we do have a couple routes where the truck has, like, we have so many stops that we have to make two runs to the farm. So okay. We'll do like early, early morning, like 2 a.m. start and then come back and then somebody else drives wow. the second shift. Um, and I imagine that'll always be the case. So it's hard because we just tell all our subscribers to have their buckets out by nine because that okay. way we're not, that way we're not confusing them. Um, right. With, because we come at all different times based on who the driver is what route they're on. And then also every time someone new signs up, our routes change. Wow. So you could be last on a route today and you could be first on the route the, the, the following pickup because okay. there's been increase in your area. And now the optimization software thinks it makes more sense to go to you first. So it's, okay. it's really kind of like a, so again, we, we just kind of say like, if you had up by 9 PM, we got you. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, Have you gotten stronger too? I feel like you must be oh, right. I'm, I'm jacked. Yeah, <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> um, and so, and one other question I have too, related to COVID. So how did you maintain an optimistic attitude throughout the past 
eight months, I guess, or almost nine now. Um, you know, honestly, I was, we were really lucky. I think it was a lucky time to be a small company. We didn't mm-hmm. have huge overhead, um, a huge payroll, you know, some of those things that the bigger companies really had to grapple with during that time. Right. Um, it's a lot easier to be nimble when you're small. Right. So we could focus on making sure our customers were, were feeling good, making sure we had our system, you know, tight. Um, we were protecting ourselves, but it wasn't, it wasn't that hard because our business was deemed essential Okay. We and we were small enough to be able to kind of stick and move. Okay. Um, Love it. So I, I really think that that helped us stay optimistic because we were like, all right, well, we can still keep going. So yeah. that's great. Um, but I think it's so incredible. You guys are at 300 subscribers in just two years, just over two years. It's amazing. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, good. I think we covered everything. Is there anything else that you want to let the listeners know? Like also tell them where they can follow you. You guys have an awesome Instagram account, which is really informative and anything else too. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yes, definitely check us out on mothercompost.com. We just started our blog a couple months ago, which has been super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've, <laughs> I've always been told by the team that I need to trim my Insta posts by like, 400 characters so now the blog is like my place to go and just like wild out yeah um and yeah you can check us out on instagram and i would just encourage anyone to think about composting if it can work for them or if they're not in philadelphia like check out what services because you're supporting a local local company Mm. you're supporting a local ecosystem um it feels good and it really is a small thing to do and almost across the board the prices are are fairly reasonable yeah Um, so i i think it's a very affordable option for most people um so those would be just a couple easy easy composting plugs um, and then the other thing I would say to anyone who's interested in starting a business, um, you know, if you have an idea that keeps coming back to you over and over again, um, you know, I always had this mentality that I would have to quit my job right. and go whole hog. And, um, but the reality is you can usually, it's almost like test driving. Um, you can usually get a really good sense of whether or not this idea is for you, mm-hmm. um, without, you know, totally detonating your current situation. Yeah. Um, and I would strongly recommend doing that. Yeah. Um, um so. I know you're incredible. You did it. Even with three kids working full time and now here you are. So cool. Um, <laughs> well, thanks Glenn. I was so, that was so much fun. Hi everybody. Thank you so very much for taking the time to listen to high five success stories. To learn more about the podcast, feel free to follow me on Instagram my handle is at High Five Success, or on Facebook, you can like High Five Success Stories with Steph Hayden, or I'm also on Twitter, my handle is at High Five Hayden, and lastly, you can subscribe to the newsletter on my website, www.stephhayden.com, and if you get a second, I would really appreciate it if you could rate the podcast on iTunes. Thanks so much.